welcome to the Your Confident Self Podcast with Allegra Sinclair. Get ready to punch fear in the throat and gain confidence like never before. I help corporate women get the confidence to ask for the job they want and do the work they love. Isn't it time you got unstuck and showed the world how fabulous you are? Hey, this is Allegra. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about what to do if someone ignores your value at work. Now, I know we're coming in hot. (laughs) It can be a difficult topic to discuss, but the fact that someone has overlooked you doesn't diminish your actual value. I want to start off by telling you a story. The Kennedy Center recently honored Bette Midler, and of the artists that they chose to honor Bet, one was Billy Porter. Now, if you don't know this about me, I love Billy Porter. He's a total dream guest for the podcast. So if you know someone who knows someone who knows Billy and he wants to come here and talk about punching fear in the throat and how magical he is, I'm just going to go ahead and make the declarative statement. I want Billy Porter on my podcast. So if you know how to make that happen, let a girl know. But let me get back to my story. So Billy performed a medley of songs for Bet, and one song in particular he sang that Bette Midler had actually included in her movie, The First Wives Club. The song is called Love is on the Way, and as usual, it was very passionate. It was beautiful. He didn't sing the entire thing, but a little snippet of the song, and then he proceeded to absolutely tear up the next song, which was From a Distance. He took that stuffy Kennedy Center Honors audience to church. If you haven't seen it, you need to. I may include a clip, (laughs) the YouTube clip, in this post right below this player, just to make sure you don't miss this. But why am I telling you this? Because after the performance, a reporter was talking to Billy backstage, and they asked him about performing for Bet. you know, kind of what it meant to him, the tried and true media kinds of questions. But what was Unusual is that Billy could hardly answer the question because obviously the situation was very emotional for him. And I was thinking, what is up with this? Obviously there's some tea, but I didn't know what it was. So Billy then shared that he first met Bet when he performed the song Love is on the Way at a party that Bet attended. And she loved it. And she loved him so much that she put the song with Billy singing it in the movie. And for an artist who's trying to break through, that was a huge opportunity. Someone of the divine Miss M's stature putting your song in her movie is huge. But the thing that I didn't know, and I suspect many other people didn't know, was that after that song was added to the movie, they actually took the song away from Billy and gave it to another, bigger, better known artist to record on an album. I'm not going to say who that artist is because it kind of doesn't matter. Just the knowledge that they took a song that he had performed that she handpicked to put in her movie and they gave it to someone else. They overlooked his value. So even today, this happened decades ago, it struck Billy. He still felt in that moment the same way he felt when they took the song from him and gave it to someone else so they could get glory. Now, I work with a lot of clients who've had a similar situation. No, not that Bette Midler didn't give them a song, but you've done some work. Someone may have sought you out and you did some work, but then you didn't end up getting credit for it. And as women, that happens often. 
We'll say something in a meeting and everybody ignores it. And then a man repeats it and everybody acts like the skies just opened up and angels started singing. Or you've worked on a project and your participation, your management, you might even have driven the project. Your contribution, when it's actually delivered, is looked over. Your participation or ownership of that project gets lost and somebody else gets credit for what you birthed. That doesn't feel good. You could absolutely be feeling a whole lot of emotions in that moment, just like Billy was in this interview decades later. But there are some important lessons to learn about what to do when someone ignores your value at work. We can see from how Billy handled it, how we might handle it, so that we can get a similar result to the result that he achieved. So in case you didn't miss that, the result that he achieved was years later, when they decided to honor Bet and they're thinking through a medley of songs, think about how many songs she's had available. She said, I'm loving this song. And then they went and got Billy to sing it. So what can we learn from this? The first lesson is not to burn bridges, even though you might want to. Yes, I know you want to set something on fire because somebody ignored your value at work. You know you could have led that project. You know you're ready for that promotion. And they overlooked you. Yes, I get it. You want to be standing there with some gasoline and a lighter. That is a choice you could make, but it's not the most effective. It's not the most productive. So the first thing to do when someone has overlooked you is don't burn bridges. See, when the song was given to another artist, Billy didn't quit. He didn't set everything on fire and say, I'm never going to sing again. He stayed true to himself. He stayed in the industry and he kept working hard so that when the moment happened, he was ready. So again, the first lesson is the fact that someone has overlooked you doesn't mean that you're less valuable. So you should not burn bridges. I know I usually don't tell people what to do. And y'all aren't clients yet. (laughs) So I'm not exactly telling a client what to do, but don't burn bridges. Realize that this one setback does not define your whole career. So understand that you don't want to burn bridges. Number two, understand the fact that someone overlooked you doesn't mean that you're less valuable. If a diamond is stuck in the mud, is it less of a diamond? No, it's just a muddy diamond, right? You wash it off, you clean it up, and it's still brilliant. But it had the same value that it had in the mud that it does once you've cleaned it up. The third thing that we have to do is we have to continue to show up even though it hurts. But the joy is that we get to choose how we show up. And I hope that you'll choose to show up with your full self, not your half self, or not being less because you decide that the organization doesn't deserve the full you because they messed up this one time. Continue to show up in the way that you choose. Let me tell you why that's so magical. At the end of Billy's singing, besides the fact that the audience was all on their feet because he just ripped stuff up, he just was transcendent. I'm going to include the clip. But the thing that was magical for me and the thing that made me so emotional was Bet was waving her arms. She was standing. And then he looked up at her and said, hey, Bet, we love you. And she was waving her arm off like she wanted to send her love across the space between them and acknowledge the relationship that they had. So the fourth thing that we want to do when we've been overlooked is take a moment 
and figure out how to nurture relationships because relationships live beyond this one disappointment. Bet and Billy's relationship lived beyond that one movie, all the way to this Kennedy Center Otters situation. So what relationships are you building in your workspace? Who is your circle who can help you get through this disappointment? Now, your circle should include some people who were you helping along, some people who are at pretty much the same level where you are, and some people who can help you get to the next level. Because if you only hang out with people who have the exact same skill set you do, you can't grow. Because who is going to introduce the new challenge? Who's going to introduce the new ideas for you to try on so that you can grow if everybody is the same? So it's important to nurture relationships at work, and it's important to nurture them before you need them. So in that moment when you're feeling emotion, think about who you have developed a relationship with, who you can talk with about this disappointment. They'll have a little bit of distance from it so that they can see some things that you might not be able to see. How did this happen? How were you overlooked? What can you do differently? So you'll notice there, I didn't say whose fault was it, (laughs) and there was no judgment in it, right? So somebody who's on your team, someone in your circle who you have developed a relationship with will be able to help you see things that you can't see because you're too close and in the emotion. And these are people who you should be growing the relationship with all the time anyway. Someone who you can grab coffee with, someone who you can have lunch with, someone who you may not be able to see that often, but maybe once a month, once a quarter, you have conversation about challenges you're seeing at work and things that you want to work on. So what relationships are you nurturing? And when you think about relationships, who are you choosing to pour into? Because if you always look at relationships at work based on what people can give you, that doesn't work for the other person. Relationship means it's a two-way street. You are giving and you are getting. So if you don't have these relationships yet, start to look around at people who can help build you, who you can help build. Who can help keep your skills sharp? Who will be honest with you? See, a good work relationship isn't someone who always tells you that you're right and blows wind up your skirt. A good work relationship is someone who will tell you when you're a little raggedy, when you might have tried something different. Somebody who gives you space to absolutely be who you are, but be it who you are in a way that is more impactful. These are relationships that you need to seek out intentionally and put in the work to grow those relationships and maintain them no matter what. Fifth, Focus on staying true to who you are, even though someone chose to ignore your value and overlook your contribution. How do you do that? It may have been a while, and you may not have stopped and taken an inventory and actually given yourself space to think, who am I in this moment? You could be a completely different person than you were when you started out 10 years ago. It's important to check in with yourself to figure out who you are now, what skills do you enjoy using? How do you show up? In what situations do you shut down? In which situations do you shine? What do you want now? Maybe you want something different in your career. So while you're building relationships with other people who can help you move, make sure that you're building that relationship with yourself and staying true. You can't stay true to yourself if you don't know who you are. Now, all of these steps that, well, you can walk through after someone has ignored you are designed to keep you 
emotionally stable. The thing that I took most from Billy's story was, he didn't get bitter, he got better. He had every reason to be bitter. I mean, he had every reason to be salty that this other person took this song. And they sang it, I, but they didn't sing it the way Bully, Billy would have. And it felt to him and to me, since I'm a big fan, like it was his right to do what he wanted to with the song. But he didn't get bitter. He didn't stop singing. He didn't hate on everybody involved. Now, it might look different for us at work, but we can get bitter instead of getting better. What does getting bitter look like? Doing the bare minimum. Passive aggressive actions at work. Really checking out. So you're physically there, but you're mentally not there. Being negative, sharing negative thoughts with other people who can't do anything about the problem. If you have gotten into a rhythm where you're always talking about the things that are wrong in your workplace, you are not positioning yourself for the next opportunity. As a leader, change is difficult and change takes time and you support change. You hold space for other people to improve. You cannot do that at the same time that you're always talking about what's negative and talking about it to people who don't have any control over the situation. Do you feel how that's different? So in your instance of being overlooked, how can you get better from this? Can you communicate differently? Can you talk differently about projects that you participated in? Just as an example. If you have worked on a project, if you really drove the project and someone asks you for results at the end, do you, as many women do, Talk about how it was such a team effort and you're so proud of the team and minimize your contributions. If so, let's work on talking about what you did differently. I'm not saying you have to walk into the room talking about how great you are and how you did it single-handedly because you very well did work, may very well have worked through a team, but different groups of people are better at communicating their value. So that may be an active step you can take between the first disappointment and the next opportunity so that you're in a better position. When you get better at owning your contributions, others will get better as well. And hear my heart again, being a leader and shining light on your team is excellent, but we have to start telling our own story as well, beating our own drum, because if we don't, who will? Now, the last thing is that when they called Billy to come and participate in honoring Bet, he was ready. He continued working on his craft. His voice was in top condition. His outfit was everything, everything, everything. He was ready in every way. If you have been overlooked, there will be other opportunities. When that next opportunity comes, will you be ready? Are your skills sharp? Is your list of girl items, the accomplishments that you've made, is that together so that when someone comes to you and says, hey, we're thinking about this for you, Tell me what you've done that would apply to this situation. Are you ready for those things? It's important to be ready when the spotlight comes, not to then need a month to get ready, but to be ready when it shows up. Be on fire from the moment you step on stage. So for those of you who have had a disappointment, and I dare say that is all of us, someone overlooked you, there was an opportunity that you know you were perfect for, and you didn't get it. Even if it seemed as if they wrote the the description for the job or the project specifically for you, but then for whatever reason, they gave it to someone else. How do you stay ready 
for when the opportunity comes back. Focus on things that you control and continue to figure out what do you want to do next? Because sometimes a no is a savior. Sometimes no saves us. We think we want something. And the fact that someone told us no gives us a moment to figure out we didn't really want that thing. How do you want to grow? Maybe you've been using a set of skills that really don't light you on fire. You've been doing it because you've done it for a long time and you're good at it, but you might not even like it. So if someone ignored your contribution or devalued your value at work, but it's for work that you don't really want to do, that pivot will feel different. The shift will feel different. The way that you respond will feel different. Because sometimes no is an opportunity for you to figure out if you were chasing something you genuinely wanted or not. Now, all of this is relatively easy for me to say, but I understand it's painful. So the first thing you want to do is document what happened because you want to be able to understand the steps that you took to get into this position so that next time you can be prepared and make it harder for them to ignore you. I would say that right now, Billy Porter is living his best life and making it really hard to ignore him. You can't stay the same way today and expect to get different results tomorrow. What about this situation do you own? So if you've been overlooked, what parts of that can you control? That immediately makes us feel better and immediately makes us feel more confident when we think about what the things are that we can do that will make things different. We get frustrated and emotional and depressed when we feel like a victim and there was nothing we could do. So ask yourself, did someone give you updates along the way? Did you show up at the end with a finished project and you didn't let them see the work that went into it? There are a lot of different questions that we can ask in order to figure that out. But you do want to let people know about the work as you're going through so that it doesn't seem like you just did it by magic at the end, right? What are the pieces of the puzzle for how you landed here so that you can shift and change? Because that's what we want to get to. We want to address the emotion of the moment and get to what can you shift and what can you change? The reason why I think this lesson was particularly powerful is that we will get overlooked. Everybody won't always see your magic. And newsflash, everybody won't always want you to shine. I'm sorry if that's an aha for you. I should have warned you in the beginning, but it's true. Sometimes we don't get what we earn and sometimes we don't get what we deserve in the moment that we want it. Setbacks can and will happen. But my grandmother always used to tell me this old Jamaican proverb, what's for you can't be un for you. She said it better, you know, great accent and all that. But at the end of the day, what is for you is for you. Somebody else can't steal your thing. You are always going to be better than a copy. The original is always better. The magic happens when you don't sit down and wallow in the fact that you were overlooked and become less of you and spend too much time telling yourself lies about who you are and how valuable you are because somebody else chose to ignore it. We need you to get back up. The person who's coming behind you in the organization needs you to get back up, pivot and keep moving. They need your voice. They need your energy. They need your creativity. They need the contributions that only you can make. They just need you. So if someone has overlooked you, let that be okay today because it doesn't have an overall effect or an impact on your value. So today in talking about people who get knocked down or what you should do if you get ignored at work. The point of this 
is that it can feel in the moment like other people always seem to get opportunities they didn't deserve and not you. And that feels discouraging. But there's a difference between something that feels true for you and something that is the truth. I'm going to say that again. Something can feel true, but that is different than something that is truth. So it isn't always true that everybody always gets opportunities and you don't. That's not true. That's something that your emotions tell you in the moment, but that's not the truth. So the powerful thing for you to do is to stay ready and be prepared to approach the next opportunity with an improved plan and renewed confidence. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll join me next week when I have an expert coming to talk specific career advice for all of the Gen X women working today. Then the following week, we're going to be talking about more about handling your emotions under pressure. I have four questions that are going to change your life with respect to how you respond to emotional situations. Thanks so much for listening. If this helped you, please tell a friend to listen to this episode so that it can help them as well. I'll catch you next time.